Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hi, I'm Colin Hung with Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to sit down and discuss how data can be used to protect healthcare organizations. We've seen literally an explosion of devices in healthcare, and these devices are a source of security risk. Sitting down with me today is Jonathan Langer, co-founder and CEO at Medigate, a device security and asset management company that is focused on healthcare. Jonathan, thank you for sitting down with me and welcome to the program. Thank you very much, thank you for having me. So let's start by grounding our discussion. Can you give me a quick two-minute overview of the current state of device security in healthcare, specifically the, um, the threats that we face relative to IoT? Absolutely. What we're seeing today in healthcare security is that the amount of attacks has increased significantly. And to me, there are several reasons as to why we're seeing that. First and foremost, I think the attackers understand the value of the assets that they can attack, whether it's a PHI or device data or things that have value in the market for what they're trying to do. The other thing is I believe that they now understand that the environment is highly vulnerable. So lots of hyper-connected devices that really don't have the latest uh, patches or the latest software versions and just remain uh, very much vulnerable. And maybe lastly is, speaking of hyper-connectivity, the attack surface of these healthcare systems is very large due to the way that they operate and that creates quite a compelling opportunity for the attackers. All of this compounded together, to me this is what explains the current state of the healthcare security world. You mentioned uh, updates. I don't think a lot of people realize that devices used in healthcare, whether it's infusion pumps, uh, alarm systems, have to be updated. Uh, we all think about our laptop computers that need to be updated. Uh, we should think about these devices needing the same kind of treatment. That's exactly it. The challenge, though, with these IoT devices, medical devices, and so on, is that typically the update of the software isn't the click of a button mm -hmm. like it is with your laptop. It requires working with your manufacturer, working with the clinical engineering department, and so on. So the process is tougher, which creates a, a real problem today. So Medigate takes a really interesting approach to security. You use what I would call a, a data-driven approach, where you start by making sure you know that you have this quality layer of data upon which you, you um, your system is built in terms of asset and uh, security management. C can you walk me through how that works? and maybe give me a recent example of where it's been deployed? Sure. Maybe I'll start with the example and I'll explain uh, based on that. Sure. We recently deployed at a healthcare organization called Parkland Hospital. With Parkland, what they needed to do first and foremost, and this is very consistent with other customers that we have, is that they needed a very accurate inventory or asset management system uh, that would really provide them visibility into everything that is connected. So that's kind of the starting point. Once you have that though, Really the intention is how do I remediate vulnerabilities or mitigate risk? How do I lower the overall risk that I have to my assets into the uh, security posture in my organization? So what we did with Parkland is the, we then leveraged the Medigate system on top of the visibility to manage the vulnerabilities that they had. Okay, so we streamlined that based on uh, the technology that we had deployed. And finally, we also integrated that with our CMMS system. And the importance of the CMMS system for that integration is that all of the organizations within Parkland, being security, being clinical engineering, being IT, they all use different systems. Clinical engineering 
which is the party that's responsible for patching, uses the CMMS. So it is of the utmost importance that that was integrated within their CMMS system, which they use a system called Nuvolo, uh, which we're uh, tightly integrated with. So it sounds like this CMMS is uh, an important part of the security infrastructure for these organizations. Absolutely. Um, the, the tricky part about healthcare security is that you need multiple parties to cooperate in order to, to remediate vulnerabilities. And the go-to tool for clinical engineering, which are basically the people who do the patching, who do the software updates, is the CMMS. So you got to make sure that the Medigate tool, the CMMS tool, again, in this case being Nuvolo, uh, are working together in harmony so that the job can actually be accomplished. Thanks for explaining that to me. I'm kind of new to this area, so it's nice to get a definition of CMMS. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> now, in the example you used, uh, Parkland Health, it, it is a hospital. But we were talking off camera that uh, you're seeing a lot of interest now from physician practices and groups as well, which is not typically being a type of organization that's taken an interest in this kind of security. Two questions here. Is this a new trend? And what are the, the challenges that are unique to that type of organization? So I think we've been seeing the trend for, I'd say, a year or two. Um, the, really what we're seeing is that these organizations, the outpatient facilities in general, understand that the device security problem that we're seeing in acute care, it basically applies to them as well. And that recognition is beginning to trend and therefore uh, we're seeing more adoption there. With regard to the problem statement, uh, I think it's, it's a little bit different. While there are less connected devices in the outpatient facilities, there are smaller facilities than a, a, a very large hospital, the challenge there is somewhat compounded by the fact that they're highly distributed. Mm -hmm. So in an organization, for example, that we work with, uh, CDI, we're talking about an organization with, with above 130 imaging uh, clinics. Wow. That's a lot to manage. So the architecture and uh, the software that gives you a holistic view of the risk, it's much more distributed, uh, and you have to make sure that you're addressing that challenge. I read that case study actually on your website, and one thing caught my attention that your team integrated with a, a, a solution called Rapid7 or something like that, for, that's a vulnerability management solution. Can you explain why uh, in that case the integration was so important? That was very important because the, the reality with, the, with CDI is that they were using Rapid7, which is a very common vulnerability management system, vulnerability scanner, so that detect, actively detects uh, a lot of the present vulnerabilities and assets. However, in this converged environment where we have both IT assets but, but also biomed assets, medical devices, you can't scan. Some of the devices are just not scannable. That mm. may pose some risk. So what we did with, uh, with CDI is that we created a, a vulnerability management solution with Rapid7 that allows us to exclude some of the devices from scanning, just doing passive stuff that is generally safer. And for other devices, like we could just target a scan, and that worked in harmony. So really using an identity-based approach by understanding the, the true identity of the devices, that's what generated the, the value and is the underpinning value of the, of the integration with Rapid7. I love asking you all about these, uh, these implementations because I'm learning so much. <laughs> There's another case study that I wanted to ask you about, and it's the one you did at Yale. And they started, their challenge was to track and identify assets that stored PHI or patient health information. And frankly, I hadn't realized that 
devices actually store this kind of stuff? Absolutely. So for every device, there's kind of a distinction between uh, certain types of medical devices. Some of them store PHI and transmit PHI, while, while others do not. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem is that discerning between the ones that do and the ones that don't is challenging, and typically that's done uh, manually mm. based on reading uh, guidance, forms, and, and so on. What we did with Yale is that we automated all that process. So we were able to, through uh, our platform that looks at the traffic, identifies the traffic, analyzes it, and so on, and looks at external information, MDS2 forms, and so on, we were able to automate that process and really say, this device has PHI, this does not, and therefore the risk of this device is much higher than the other. So let me ask about that. Like, why is it, it does seem ridiculous, by the way, for me to ask it, but why is it so important to, to track and monitor devices that transmit or store PHI? So there are really two aspects to this, the way I see it. One is regulatory. Mm -hmm. Regulation requires us, HIPAA regulation requires us to identify devices that may store or transmit PHI. So we got to make sure that we're adhering to regulation. The other part is frankly risk. A device that stores or transmits PHI, I know that there's more risk uh, when I address that device and we have to treat it differently. Prioritize vulnerability patching, prioritize risk mitigation activities and so on, compensating controls. And that really gives the healthcare systems a clear priority in terms of what they do. The reality is that there's so much to do, and therefore priorities are more important than ever. So we've talked quite a lot about the different types of data that you're able to pull together. We, we've talked about the system Rapid7, Nuvolo. I'm assuming you, you integrated with something even different at uh, Yale. Uh, is that sort of a, a common thread that can bring these organizations together? Do you find that that's the case with some of the companies you've worked with? Absolutely. What we're seeing is that today in healthcare and also in other industries, but certainly in healthcare, it's really an ecosystem of technologies that can solve a problem. Um, siloed solutions that are shelved at some point, it just doesn't work. And for us, in order to really move the needle and to really solve the problem that is so complex in healthcare, we understood early on that it would, it would require deep integrations, meaningful integrations with other products out there, like the ones that you mentioned, and that's really been a strategy from the get-go, and we believe that that's highly successful or highly important to be successful. Interesting. I love it. You've shared a lot of great information. Let me ask you this. Where can people go to find more information about Medigate? Well, certainly on our website, and we're uh, highly approachable and happy to answer any question and, or Get, provide guidance at any time. Well, you're definitely that, Jonathan. This has been great. <laughs> Thanks for sitting down with me today. Thank you very much, and thank you for the thoughtful questions. This has been Colin Hung with Healthcare IT Today. For more information and to check out all of our other videos, check out healthcareittoday.com.